Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. I'm your coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and I'm here to share all my ups, downs, and all-arounds of being a mom to my gorgeous Adia, owning a fitness business called Define London, and truly managing being a unsingle single mom as we cheer on my husband and his amazing business in Uganda. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Is this a mic check? You heard that right. Uganda, and he is not doing the daily commute. So each week, I will be joined by a fellow inspiring, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We all need to take a deep breath together. We try, we navigate, and not be too hard on ourselves. I get it. I am human, and failures simply happen. I am not shiny, and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am, at its best and worst, busy mumsy. Welcome back to the Busy Mumsy Podcast for your weekly dose of the ups, the downs, and the all-arounds of parenting. And seriously, I am in survival mode. (laughs) My days, Adia has really been testing recently. She's testing how loud she can be in the most quiet of spaces. She is testing what she can get away with on the playground with other kids. She is pushing the envelope when my in-laws come around. It is non-stop bedlam. And I get it. It ebbs, it flows. My friends are like, Ashley, don't worry. It's all fine. And I'm like, guys, like 8% of my day is calm. (sighs) I'm so tired. Actually, there's one thing that Addie is very consistent with, but it then puts me in this kind of like category of mom guilt central. Adia doesn't eat her veggies. She is a very picky, fussy eater. I I take the blame. I do. Full stop. Take the blame. I'm not a picky eater, though. I bring on the cheese, bring on the Sunday roast. I love food. I just don't think I presented enough foods to her out the gate. So, look, I, I get it. We'll get over this hurdle, whatever this may be. But I just feel a little not so great about it. Well, today I'm joined by Joanna Parker, who is a fellow mom and business owner. And what I'm so excited about is that she's the creator of Yumble, a kid's meal subscription service designed to help parents instill healthy eating habits. And let me just say, I I, I needed Joanna in my life a while ago, but I am happy that she is in it today. So let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Before we get started with this week's show, I want to give so much love to our Busy Mumsy podcast sponsor, Bump Date. Bump Date is transforming the way we embrace our pregnancy with the first ever mobile app, allowing close friends and families to support expecting parents while they share their expected due dates, pregnancy timelines, gift registry links, baby names, and so much more in a private, streamlined way. Unlike other apps with due date calculators, BumpDate has an easy-to-read trimester meter and real-time pregnancy calculations by number of weeks and days. While the app predominantly targets pregnant women and parents, it's also a way for family and friends to intimately follow along their journey and remember to check in during those milestone moments. To download the app and learn more about BumpDate, Head to the link in the Busy Mumsy show notes. Now let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chats. Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. 
Oh, we've got a fellow American on the show today. She's going to be, are, 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 are you a coffee drinker? Just out of curiosity. Oh my gosh. Am I a coffee drinker? Yes. So how, I'm many a very... how many cups in are you right now? I am two and a half cups in. You're good. I try one. to limit to three in the morning so that I can, you know, confidently have my, my fourth one in the afternoon. You know, I actually had to get eliminate the, the the afternoon coffee unless I know that like there's a dinner or some sort of engagement that evening. I just can't switch off. Like after like one, two o'clock, I am like, you, you got to get the coffee. Like it's got to start to wean out of me. I used to be like that. Yeah. And now yeah. I like two, three o'clock. I need that a good iced coffee. But, however, you do have two more children than what I have. So... For, for the listener, Joanna Parker, she has three glorious children. Is it two girls, one boy? Correct, exactly. Look at me and my homework. Kickball changed me. Joanna Parker is the founder of Yumble Kids. We are going to dive into that. But we started talking about coffee and the coffee and the energy that you need to kickstart your day for kids and that back-to-school vibe. And oh my goodness, three kids. How are you juggling that in the morning? Those mornings are very, very hectic, I have to say. What I've done, though, is to make routines a little bit easier um, is really set up checklists and give my kids responsibility. I think without responsibility, it's way too much for one person. Okay. So do they have just like they, they go to the fridge, the checklist is there, this is what they have to do in the morning? Are, are you like that? Don't want to say militant, but... You know, are they doing, are they going that route or is it like, did you do it? And you're like, they got to give you the nod of approval. Yeah. Um, it depends on which child, because you got to know your kid's personality. Um, my youngest, Jane, is really responsible and she kind of eats that kind of responsibility up. So for her, there is the like, literally go through the checklist and I'll be like, Jane, did you get your water bottle filled? And, you know, and, and she likes to have that kind of check in. My 12-year-old son, on the other hand, um, he really doesn't want me constantly checking in on him. And so I most days will give him a little yeah. freedom to assume he's done things. And then if he hasn't, um, I like to think it's an important lesson to learn, like, the ramifications of, of not following through on things. And the youngest? So that, that my youngest is my is the one who loves responsibility. My middle is somewhere in between. Like she really, if I give it to her, she'll do it. Okay. Um, yeah. But a funny story actually about my oldest with the learning their lessons. If you want to hear a funny story, he came home from sleepaway camp and he decided not to bring home any of the underwear that he packed for sleepaway camp. And so when he had to go away on an overnight the following week, he went with no underwear because. He had none left. And I told him that if he's not responsible about finding them, he won't have any. Oh, wow, Joanna, you run a tight <laughs> ship. My goodness. Can you cut? I'm going to need you to, to, to book that flight and come on over to London and uh, teach me the ways because I, I have a two and a half year old. And so I'm not into the like, you need to fill this water bottle up or, you know, maybe put your dirty clothes in the, in the dirty bin kind of thing yet. But I can already sense that headstrong, not really going to listen to your mom. I might nod my head. So, I'm, you know, what's been great for me is learning from parents like yourself who have older kids of what are you doing now so that I can kind of already get my wheels spinning 
to know what to do? Yeah. So first of all, I'll tell you, I think you can never really start too young with giving kids responsibility. And I think it's really the the headstrong kids who respond even better to the independence and their, the at least the like thought that they're doing things on their own. So like with a two and a half year old, and this is really kind of the entire ethos behind Yumble, um, is giving kids choice and letting them feel like they're in control. So like with a two and a half year old, when, when my kids were that age, it was, do you want this or this? Or, you know, we need to clean up our toys. So do we want to put them, you know, on this shelf or on this shelf? And just figuring out what kind of choice we can give the kids at each age so that at that age they feel independence, they feel a sense of responsibility. And then as they start getting older, you could become a little bit, you know, you know, more more focused in exactly what the responsibilities are. Well, being that, you know, just touched on Yumble, which is your meal uh, ready plan for kids. So it's meal prep arrives at your door. Go back to you're a mom of three. How on God's green earth did you just decide <laughs> I'm going to do my own business, launch a meal prep for children, but also take care of the kids? Yeah, um, not sure what I was thinking at the moment. <laughs> what today is, but exactly. Uh, hence, making sure my kids are responsible for themselves. Um, yeah, it's my my plate is full, and and I guess it's you know some days are super challenging, and you know I get into bed and I'm like, gosh, I really didn't do a great job on X, Y, or Z. And some days I do, you know, and it's it's really just figuring out that balance. I think every parent struggles and juggles that balance, whether you're juggling a full-time job, a part-time job, one kid, three kids, five kids, really parents' plates are full. Um, and, and you know, with the, the tasks and the chores and the responsibilities and then also just the mental load. So I don't I don't think of myself as any different than any other parent who's really trying to do their best on several fronts. No, it's always about at its best. And that best can still be stuff on the walls and the trash still sitting there at the front door and it hasn't gone out. It's still at its best because you're getting through the day and you're trying. Go and tell us then, when was the aha moment? I want to have my own business and I really want to dive on into this because I have a feeling you were already two kids in. I was three kids in. You were three? Oh, so why not add another child there, Joanna? So we're three kids in. Why not start a business called Yumble? And um, just take us back to that aha moment. I'm going to do it. And then how did you dive on in? So it really was sort of like an overnight realization. Um, I was always somebody who cared very much about healthy eating and, and instilling healthy habits in my children around mealtime. And with three kids who were young, I was finding it as much time as I was spending preparing meals and, and you know, organizing the, the meals and the healthy foods and, and all of that, there was just really no rhyme or reason to whether or not my kids were going to eat it or throw it on the floor. Um, and that was, that was really, really frustrating. And I felt like if I'm struggling with this as someone who knows how to do it, who really cares about it, what about all those parents out there who don't have the time don't have the know-how and and really want their children to be raised with healthy eating habits. And so I mentioned it to my husband. Um, and at the time I was a stay-at-home mom. I had been, I had worked earlier in my uh, married life, but um, 
And he said, well, if you're having this problem, why don't you see if other people are having this problem? And so the very next day I posted on a Facebook mommy group in, in New York and asked if anybody wanted me to cook their children uh, a week's worth of, of meals and was bombarded with, yes, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you're cooking, but I cannot stand meal time. I need help. Um, and it really just spiraled out of there. And, you know, I guess you make things work. And I, I wasn't fully satisfied being a stay at home mom. There was definitely, you know, something missing there. And so I jumped to the other extreme and became an entrepreneur full time, 24 hours a day, founder of a company. Did you do all the, did you do all the cooking out the gate? I did everything out of the gate. I did the cooking, the delivering, the customer service, the, I, I taught myself to code very terribly and tried to build a website. Um, I hadn't raised any money and I, you know, didn't know if I was going to really stick with it. So I didn't want to put any money into it yet. And so I did everything. Please tell me that your three fabulous, very well-organized children dove in and they were like on the line. They were like your, your line cooks and they were like helping you out. Were they involved? They were always involved as they were your um, tasters. They were my taste testers from day one. Um, <clears throat> in the early days, I really, I did. I mean, thank God for family and friends and communities because um, I really crutched on a lot of people during those times. But what I used to do is I would, I would, I had a refrigerator, an extra refrigerator. And so I would do all of my cooking and store it in the refrigerator, the extra refrigerator. And then before my children would wake up, I would get up very early at like three in the morning get everything packed up, ready to go for Yumble, store it, and then clear that all out so that at 7 a.m. it was ready for my family. I would serve them breakfast, get them out the door for school, and then turn it back over into Yumble. So it was like a two-shift kitchen. Oh, my goodness. Where does the name come from? Or am I being, like, thick right now? What does Yumble mean? So you are not being thick. We get asked that all the time. Um, it doesn't mean anything which was really actually kind of important to me. I wanted just like a playful, whimsical name that didn't mean anything specific so that people could kind of imagine what it, what it meant. And then I wanted something that was playful, um, but also made you somehow think of food. So it has the word yum in it, mm -hmm. which makes you think of food. Um, and My daughter, really she, would, she would pat her tummy if she was standing here right now. If you say yum, yummy, mmm. Yep, exactly. So it gives you that feeling. Um, and it rhymes with all kinds of playful words like tumble, crumble, bumble, mumble, fumble. Um, and we felt like they were just some fun, like story time, silly things we could do with the, the name eventually. And then the ages that start with your food, where, where are you honing in on that? So when we first started Yumble, it was really geared towards kids ages one through six. Um, and then just this year we launched our Yumble Up line, which is our larger portions. And so now we really feed kids through 12, 13. Ah, I'm, I'm like, and where's the Yumble Plus Plus for yeah. the busy mumsy, aka me? I don't like to cook. So so for me, this is like right up my alley for Adia because I obviously want her, she's my child. I want her to have the best nutrition and, and everything, but I a get overwhelmed by what's on Instagram and how beautiful all of these like very well put together moms showcase their food on there. And 
I cannot make a a carrot stick and all of that look like that. I just can't. <laughs> and I can't get her to eat it. She is picky. How on how, how do I manage a picky eater? So I really think the picky eating is exactly what we were talking about in the beginning, which is a matter of choice. Most children who are picky, and by the way, most children are at some point in their life picky because what picky eating really is, is just children learning that there are some foods they like better than others, not necessarily having the vocabulary or the tools to articulate it. And so that's why it's no coincidence that kids start expressing picky eating behaviors around toddlerhood where they are, you know, struggling to find the exact right words. There's often a, a tantrum associated when they don't want something because they don't know how to say it in any other way. Um, and they're also really learning how to express their opinions. Yeah. I mean, side note, my, my daughter wins many awards for like the loudest scream, the longest scream, the loudest <laughs> temper tantrum, you name it. We, we've got gold medals all over this house right now. So then she is probably just from the very little bit you're telling me about her. Um, she probably wants like choice and, and empowerment and, and mealtime for a number of reasons has become this part of the day where parents really strip their children of control and power. Um, and so that's why it's such a ripe time for kids to actually act out because they have no control during that time. And so what Yumble does is because moms and dads can't be line cooks is we stock your fridge with a whole bunch of choices, all that are healthy and nutritious and well-balanced so that you can be sure that no matter what it is that she chooses, you're fine with it. Um, but she can go to the refrigerator and you, and, and she can say, I want that meal or I want that meal right now. And so she's now in charge. And once you set up your child to be in charge, the likelihood of them eating the meal has just skyrocketed. Whereas when you shove something in front of them, they're already on the defense. They're like, hmm, I don't, I don't want to do what mom just told me to do. No, no, that's so true. And I now instantly am going back to yesterday and feeding Adia and it was no, no. And then we just kind of sit there and then on her terms, she would eat. Yep. And tell me with, with Yumble, do you do it in like, do you package it in the sense of like, bigger portion with this? Is this all like calorific or is it kind of like for the eyes? So like, cause even going back to like a child in choice and like, what is like appealing to them and what will appease them? Is it designed that way for them when they look at the plate, it's in all funky form. So it's exciting. Or, I mean, do you take that type of approach with it? For sure. Um, one of the things that actually really sets us apart is that when we design our meals, we really keep in mind the kids' engagement with the food. Mm -hmm. And so while playing with your food is not, you know, always accepted and it's sometimes frowned upon, we believe that for, for young kids, playing with their food is totally fine. It's an exploration. They are learning what things feel like, what things taste like, what they smell like, all of those, and what they look like. So we actually really encourage with our food a engagement with it. And so what we've done is we have either a fun form of the food. We sometimes send you like a lollipop stick so that you can stick your food and eat it like a lollipop, which is really fun for kids. You'd be surprised why a stick is so much more fun than a fork. Um, we have a lot of sauces. We encourage a lot of dipping and dunking, really allowing the kids to 
interact with the food and make it as, you know, we want kids to be as happy eating healthy food as they are playing with their toys afterwards. It shouldn't be a chore. It should be fun. And then what is the shelf life for, for Yumble? Is it weekly, monthly? Like, can it, can it stay in the refrigerator for, a, you know, a couple extra weeks? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So when the meals arrive, they arrive fresh and they can stay in your refrigerator for the full week as they are. Um, and any meals you are not planning to use right away, you can freeze and then you can take those out, you know, within a month or two and use those. And so how are the kids, your kids, now that this is your business and they've seen you go from working 24-7 with it, and I'm sure that you're still 24-7 with it, but you have more hands. It's growing massively and it's becoming more produced. So are the kids still engaged with what you're producing or are they going, no way, that's what mommy does. I have to shift and go another route. They've actually gotten more and more involved as time has gone on, um, especially as they're getting older. They have a lot of ideas. My husband is very entrepreneurial, so we're always encouraging them to kind of think that way. They'll often come home and tell me they saw something that reminded them and they had an idea for either a recipe or a new product we could try or something they think that would make kids really like Yumble. Um, so they're really they're really creatively involved. Oh, that, I mean, no, it's it's so sweet because you, you can also see kids also kind of like disengage because, oh, no, that's what mom and dad do. So it's a beautiful thing that they're able to still feel like a, it, it's a part of theirs as, as well. And, and, you know, teaching them business and moving forward. So where where are what are the goals in the next, you know, five years with Yumble of, of how you want it to grow and be? Because to be honest, like, as a, as a fellow American, um, when I, I can think back to when like the juice services first started in New York city and it was like, oh my gosh, it was so trendy to have that delivered to your apartment. And then, you know, delivery became more of a thing and it, and it expanded out to so many restaurants and whatnot. So with a meal service, not only just a meal service, but catered for kids, like that's a, that's a big leap. That's a, a very different sector. Like, what are you, what, what are your big hopes in the next five years with Yumble? Yeah. So my, my hopes with Yumble is that with our direct to consumer business, we really establish a brand that is like a household name that parents trust, that kids love, um, that kids get excited about. And then eventually we can start rolling it out to not just be direct to consumer, but have the brand live, you know, on shelves in supermarkets and, and places like that so that it's, it's even more accessible to anybody. But I, I wouldn't want to do that until I've made sure that the brand has developed into exactly what I want the brand to be. I like having the direct relationship with our customers right now. And what about schools and the relationship with schools? I instantly, the, when I started reading about your business and about you, I, it took me instantly back to the lunch line at Sanford Elementary School in Moundsville, West Virginia, where I paid 60 cents for my hot meal every day. And, you know, we've gone through years and years and decades of, you know, the health administrators saying we're, we need to enhance better food for kids. We need to enhance this, make it a priority. And obesity is like, you know, off off the rails for everyone. It's not just pinpointed at adults. I mean, unfortunately, children struggle. And is 
is there a way, is, is it something that you would be looking into or have looked into to help in the school systems? Because it definitely is and still has been issues for kids to get healthy, nutritional meals every day. A hundred percent. We already work with several schools. Um, and my hope is for sure to send to more schools and, and work directly with schools. Uh, the school lunch situation is is really pretty upsetting. Um, and it's such an important part of the day for kids. I mean, so many kids either rush out in the morning and they don't have a great breakfast, or if they do, they don't necessarily come home to a guaranteed dinner. Um, and so I think the more we can do to help provide school lunches for kids when they're in their prime of of learning and absorbing and growing is is super important to me. Um, so yeah, I'm always looking to partner with more schools and, and help on the school lunch front. Yeah, I, I have to say, I, I kind of grew up with the the school lunch, but I also had it for dinner because my grandma was a lunch lady and she worked in the schools. And I either I either got like a double slice of pizza because I was my last name was Yater. So it was always at the end of the lunch line because wow. I mean, of course, we had to go alphabetically. And number two, I, I would get there and she'd be like, oh, there she is. And then I would more food. But then I would come home and she would already be at home with like all the extra milk cartons that, you know, were about to go off. But my, my grandma was like, I'm not going to throw it out. Right. We're going to use it. You know, so we always had that, you know, the school food around. And I, you know, I just health is always something that's kind of like thrown in our faces constantly with, you know, social media and, and everything that you would think that this, you know, our need and want to empower the next generation should like always be at the forefront, right? And we want them to have the best so that they can go on and, you know, be the next astronaut and Bill Gates and all of those things. So it's like, why are we not honing in on their nutrition so that they are awake in school, not sleeping sleeping at one o'clock in the afternoon because they had a Mountain Dew and then they crashed. Like, why are we not eliminating those machines that are in the schools that they don't have access to that, but then to water and fruit juice, like juice and like stuff that's a bit more substantial for their bodies. Yeah, totally. Um, And it's such an important time in a, in a growing body, both from an age perspective and from hours awake, um, to be nourishing kids appropriately. And the, the idea of empty calories for kids, um, or not enough nutritious calories is really damaging to their ability to pay attention in school and their ability to be active, which is really important for their growth. Um, so I think it's a really, really, you know, missing area in this country that we need to focus on. Well, I definitely applaud you from across the pond for creating something that is, you know, nourishing and empowering children. And I can only hope that your business just continues to grow, grow, grow. But also to talk about you as a businesswoman, um, and you, you definitely were on a cover of a magazine last month, Food and Beverage. Thank you very much. I mean, that's just awesome. And I hope your husband framed it for you. <laughs> As as a thriving, striving, surviving, busy mumsy, for the listener out there that is, that's feeling so questionable, of like, can I do it? What are the things that kind of sparked within you that you could share um, to wipe away self self doubt 
for someone who really wants to go into their own business? I think you need to think about, you know, 10 years, 15 years down the road, what, what are you going to look back and say, I feel fulfilled? Um, and, you know, like I said, every parent is going to feel busy and pulled in a million directions and they're going to feel like they have more on their shoulders than they can manage. Anyone. <laughs> anyone. Anyone. Um, so I would say, you know, if, if that's something that you feel is going to make you feel fulfilled, then don't waste time not doing it because the older you get and the farther along you get, it, it gets harder to get your feet back in there. Um, it's certainly not easy when, you know, my kids were two, five and, and seven. It was not an easy age to decide to basically give birth to a fourth child. And, uh, you know, it was a needy child, but I wouldn't trade it because I think the, the, fulfillment I feel from it, what I'm giving back to hopefully other families across the country and what I think my children are learning from me, even if I'm late to carpool sometimes or, you know, not around as often to, to help them with things. I think the lessons that they're taking away are actually positive ones. So go for it. Don't doubt yourself and know what's going to make you feel fulfilled. Absolutely. Because there is no day, but today. Exactly. Thanks. Joanna Parker, thank you so much for sharing your absolute beauty of being busy mumsy and really striving, thriving and doing it all at your perfect best. Thank you so much. It was so fun chatting. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Busy Mumsy podcast. If you have enjoyed this week's show, then please, please give it some extra love wherever you download your podcast and give it a five-star rating, a high five, a kickball change, a yes, yes, go Busy Mumsies. And don't forget, you can find out more information about this week's guest, what we discussed, and everything else related to the world of Busy Mumsy by clicking the link in the show notes down below. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.